success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. Here with Damon and Matt, I'm Jennifer Perry, and we'd love to hear from you here on Success in the New Retirement. If you have an email question for the guys, we'd love to address that on a future episode. Find us online, drop us your message there at successinthenewretirement.com. That's successinthenewretirement.com. Guys, I don't know about you, but now that we're in October, I'm thinking time has started to flow faster in these last couple of months for me. It Thank seemed, goodness, right? right? Yeah, because 2020, <laughs> the rest of it, was dragging by so slowly. So it's been this weird time warp here. But you guys, uh, I know you get quite a bit busy at the end of the year, don't you, typically? We spend a lot of time looking at tax strategies, honestly, at the end of the year with our clients and, and looking forward to the new year. I mean, the traditional thought process is, you know, New Year's, New Year's resolutions, new goals, new everything. But if, you know, with taxes, especially and with retirement, if you wait till then, it's really going to be until October, November, December timeframe that you can do some of the tax strategies that you would want to do, especially with Roth IRAs and things like that. And so this is a really busy time for us. And it's the time where we're actually encouraging our clients to look at the past year and say, what can we do based on our current income, knowing now basically what we're going to have by the end of the year, mm-hmm. give or take a little bit, there's going to be real, no real surprises or things like that. And then starting to make goals for the next year and looking forward at this time of the year versus doing it in January gives us much more flexibility with our clients to do all the things that are available and not be prohibited by December 31st being cut off uh, for a Roth conversion or something like that. Yeah, I'll give you an example of a client that I'm working with right now. So he retired this year and he we're talking and there's several big purchases that he wants to make as he heads into retirement they're wanting to buy a truck and they're wanting to buy a fifth wheeler fun and so he's like hey this is going to cost me you know 75 to ninety thousand dollars so i want to have a plan for how we're going to take this money out of retirement accounts so i pay uncle sam the least yeah and so we've talked through that and so again because he retired this year his income is going to be a little bit lower this year than it has in the past and so when we ran our reports, and again, Damon and I aren't accountants, but we have some tax software that allows us to identify tax opportunities. And so we found that he could take out about 30000 this year from a retirement account and still remain in the 12% tax bracket. Mm, okay. And again, normally he's been in the 22% tax bracket. Yeah, and so he's like, hey, this savings. is a... So he deferred this money at 22. He now takes it out at 12%. That's a 10% savings in taxes. And so that's what we're going to do. And then January 1st, once we roll into 2021, then voila, that's a year where he has no income because he hasn't worked that year. He's not planning on having a salary that year. Okay. And so we can take the remaining amount out for the purchase in that year so we can keep him in the 12% tax bracket that year as well. And so the problem we would have is if he took all 70, 80, 90,000 this year and said, well, I just need it all right now. You know, a good chunk of that's going to bump up into that 22% tax bracket and he didn't get any tax savings by doing that. Mm. And so there's a lot of opportunities. So that's kind of a unique situation with someone that's retiring, but there's that same situation with people that are already retired or people that are approaching retirement where most people are not hitting the very top portion of their tax bracket. There's usually room within the tax bracket you're in to be able to withdraw money out of 401ks or move money over into Roth or do different strategies 
where you're taking advantage of taking money out at the lower tax income rates. And, and that's a key because again, in his case, we're going to save him 10% as opposed to doing all in one lump sum. So big tax savings. And again, it's just about uh, making the right moves at the right time. So I'm glad he actually thought through that because most people would go out, buy the truck, buy the fifth wheel, and then try to figure it out later. But again, this is what you guys uh, help guide your clients through. And what else should we be thinking about when it comes to some of our year-end financial to-dos, guys? Well, one of these things that does close on December 31st, and especially this year, is for those of you who are 70 or older, what happened this year is they changed the law on required minimum distributions. So on your IRAs, once you turn 70 and a half, typically in the past, you had to start taking a certain amount out of your IRA and declaring it as income and paying tax. Well, this year they changed that to age 72. So they gave you two more years before you have to do that. So there's two scenarios here. Number one, for those of you who are 70 who are going to take that required minimum distribution this year, I've had a lot of our clients ask, well, should I still do that? Or a lot of them have just said, oh, phew, I don't have to do that. And we said, well, hold on a minute. Let's look at, again, your income and your tax brackets, knowing that tax rates are really low right now. And in a lot of cases, we're telling them, let's go ahead and take some out anyway. And rather than have to just stick it in the bank, let's actually convert it over to a Roth IRA where now it will grow tax-free for the rest of your life. Mm, okay. Um, and so for those that you know are, got that two-year window, it may have given you a two-year reprieve to put a bunch of money into that Roth IRA rather than having to just declare it an income and stick it in a, an investment account that the growth would be taxed. Okay. And then the other group is those that were already taking required minimum distributions. Again, don't look at this as, well, if you didn't need the money, now I just don't have to take it. Again, you have now an excellent opportunity to convert those dollars to the Roth IRA and make them tax efficient for you in the future. There's more for you online at successinthenewretirement.com. I would imagine for a lot of our listeners, you know, no matter if it's positive or negative changes, this year's probably brought about some kind of financial changes in our lives, guys. And I think it's probably a good time just to evaluate what's changed in our lives and how that should actually be reflected in our financial plans. For sure. I think with the election coming up, with what's happened in 2020, with the economy where it's at, I think there's lots of reasons people should be evaluating what kind of risk they have in their portfolio, how diversified they are. You know, I think something that's happened this year is you've had a big drop in the stock market and then only some parts of the stock market have recovered dramatically. Mm. So, for example, you know, if you just invested in, you know, energy and technology, well, technology would be way through the roof and energy would still be down. Yeah. And so what that does is that creates an imbalance meaning you might be more weighted towards stock or a specific type of stock, those could be hurt or hit even harder than maybe some of the other parts of your portfolio. So now is a great time to be looking at rebalancing and adjusting your risk. And so again, we run a Morningstar analysis for clients that automatically shows them in this report exactly how they're balanced, what kind of risk they're taking, what kind of returns they're getting. And so those are really good numbers to be looking at. It gives you an opportunity to make adjustments to those. And I think that's something people should be considering before the end of the year. I would say also, Jennifer, right now people are emotional because they've just gone through 
COVID um, mm-hmm. and watch the ups and downs of their portfolios. And then now this election and it's contested, it's bitter, it's angry. <laughs> yes. And and that can be put a lot of uncertainty. But when for those that have come in and and those that are visiting with us now, as we go through this plan and we're able to talk about, OK, if we're able to identify the inefficiencies and correct them, that helps people have a lot of peace of mind about, OK, there is a plan in place and I don't need to panic because when we panic, we make poor decisions. And so having a good, solid plan based on the stage of life that you are in now, and if that's close to retirement, you have to be looking at more than just growth. You have to be looking at growth and preservation. And how am I going to withstand the ups and downs that are coming and do it in that efficient way? And why not go into the holiday season having more peace of mind about where you're at in respect to retirement? Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.